Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, a show where you get comics and you get sports. And for the first time in a little bit, we are taking a break from the football chatter. And we will be doing a little Doctor Strange. Everybody on planet Earth went to go see uh, Doctor Strange this weekend, and so did we. And like everybody else, we are now about to discuss it. Uh, Kevin Miller is here. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, not too bad. How are you? Good to have you back. Rob Callflesh is also here rounding out this triangle of Doctor Strange talk. How's it going? <laughs> no, it's good to see you, man. When was the last time you were on? It's been a while for you. Um, it was like oh, the Blade commentary, the, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Blade commentary. All right. So, <laughs> so hopefully this goes a bit better than that, that one. That historic <laughs> event. What a, great, what a great moment to the podcast. If, if you haven't heard it, listen to it, and yeah. I apologize for the noises I make you hear. <laughs> um, before we get to Doctor Strange, we have some breaking news, Miller. Breaking. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> Young Justice. Yes. It's back. Renewed. I heard about this like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, third season. Literally just, literally breaking news. Yep. Pretty excited mm-hmm. about it. Uh, the fans as, as am I. This is, I would say, the second biggest fan petition win. The other being... Uh, Arrested Development Season 4? <laughs> yeah, the ill-fated Arrested Development Season 4, which unfortunately... Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't yeah. as good as it was uh, at the originally, but... Yeah. yeah. But it happened. That's all that matters. So uh, it's only a matter of time before we get that Clone High Season 2. I was going to say, yeah, I'd give it another 10, 20 years and maybe we'll get like an ancient uh, geriatric Firefly reboot. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It could happen. Six seasons in a movie. Uh, all right, so Doctor Strange. Talking Doctor Strange. The movie came out this weekend. It's doing gangbusters. It apparently set some sort of November opening record, which makes sense because November is usually when you kind of try to hide movies although there's really no i don't think that's the case so much anymore we've got a lot of releases uh in like winter months coming out these past few years especially as it appeals to like the nerdy fandom yes yeah, like true, you but... know, that's when you were getting like a lot of like your hobbitses and uh uh like the star wars movies and whatnot all of that was the end of december and we are still in the fall that's fair just <laughs> just to throw some technicality in what there. has been <laughs> And, I mean, everybody's been writing about it, but 2016 has just been atrocious for movies this year. Like, just awful. Not good. Although, apparently, that Mel Gibson movie is looking like it's... Uh, Which one's that? Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. That, uh, that That's the war movie with Andrew Garfield, and, and uh, that it looks like it's about to be... People are loving it at, right now, so it, it might be the big Oscar sweeper this year. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I can't speak for a lot of movies because I don't see as much anymore as I used to, but I think the best movie I've seen this year would probably be Civil War. Yeah, and Civil War, we've uh, come to realize it was... Uh... We were certainly excited at the time. Yeah, it was it was, it was, was good, but when you really take a step back, there's not a lot of differences in terms of what actually happened on screen between Civil War and Batman vs. Superman. When you when you're really stopped to think about it, but oh, it was, I, it I was don't know that I would make that comparison lightly. But well, Marvel Marvel earned that though is the thing, whereas BVS did not, and, B, 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 and BVS was also like horribly edited and all that stuff, and the scenes were terrible. But I mean, when you break it down, the plan that the villain had in Civil War is just as ridiculous as the plan the supposed Lex Luthor had in Batman Superman, where 
it was like a 27 step convoluted plan of nothingness that it's like <laughs> what <laughs> like yeah, but we could see why it was a plan. There were threads of it there. It wasn't completely out of nowhere that left us befuddled for the entire movie. It's true. <laughs> Sometimes like, the you villains... literally said aloud in BVS, "What's your plan here, Lex?" Or yeah, <laughs> and why? <laughs> like, why are you doing any of this? <laughs> Sometimes yeah. the villains need a make work project. That's sure, true. and I mean, like you can say, I mean, Zemo wasn't the most inspired villain, but he had there was an explanation for his behavior at the very least. <laughs> And you could see where the parts of his plan were coming together. It's true, but yeah, at the same time, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. This isn't the hill I'm gonna die on. No, no, but I mean, like everything that was silly in in Civil War was the same thing of like, like if you really break it down. But in order for Zebo's plan to work, everybody had to do exactly what he needed them to do, and and. They also had to be standing in certain places when stuff happened in order for it to perfectly. Yeah, it, you know. it, it allows for like no variation. <laughs> yeah, there, there fortunately was, it worked out that way. Yeah, there was no room for error in his plan whatsoever. <laughs> is, is basically what I'm getting at. But we're talking Doctor Strange here. I, I it never in in my wildest year, you know, up until about three four years ago. Mm-hmm. I never in a million years would have thought that we would have got a Doctor Strange movie because he's he's one of the least relatable characters. As awesome and as fun as it is to 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 watch the magic guys kind of do their stuff on in both the Marvel and DC universes, because yeah. I've always loved the uh, the John Constantines, the Zatanas, the Doctor Stranges, and so on and so on down the list. Um, yeah, never. Ne- I I always just thought that Doctor Strange would be so unrelatable and so out there that you could never sell that to a mainstream audience. Like it was just way too magic and comic booky. But then they made two Thor movies. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, once you make two Thor movies, and anything is pretty yeah. much off the table. And they put Benedict Cumberbatch in it. Exactly, who's you know one of the most beloved figures on uh, planet Earth right now. Um. Uh, when did you guys go see this? I'm gonna start. Let's start with Rob. Uh, I saw it Saturday evening. Okay, so right up. And Miller, when did you go see it? Uh, I saw it last night. I think literally at the exact same time you were seeing it yeah, in another city. Yeah, my wife put it up on on the Facebook when we went to go see it there. Yeah, so I saw Carly's post on Facebook from the theater like 10 minutes before our show. I was about to start. Like, oh, okay. We saw it in D-Box. Have you guys experienced this yet? No. Is that the rumble seats and all that nonsense? Yeah, yeah, the rumble seats. It it, it was. How was that? <laughs> it was it was okay. I wouldn't. It was novel. It, yeah, I wouldn't do it again because it, it wasn't worth the uh, the extra whatever I paid. Like I paid for it with a gift card that I had left over from a birthday. So okay, I was so like, I was like, screw it. We've never done D box before. Let's do it for funsies. <laughs> Treat yourself. Yeah. So like, <laughs> see if it's at all fun, right? And it was fun. It didn't really add to the experience, but it was it was kind of cool that like yeah, that, 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 that actually. I I made sure to see this one in 3D because I imagined the visual effects were going to be off the goddamn wall, and then yes. they were. So <laughs> yes, yeah. I imagine your D box was going crazy when uh, all of the reality was getting reshaped. Yeah, and and that that's the thing that surprised me about the D box. Like, now you can actually set it to like there's three levels right like there's you know there's, oh you have control like a console <laughs> well no yeah there's buttons on it and you can put push oh, wow. like it, it's just got like an up and down right and yeah. so there's high like, low and off yeah there's high medium low and off right and, and i don't know why you would choose off because like <laughs> you paid for it you paid for <laughs> oh. it 
But, in case you paid for it for the first time ever and made a horrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, I put it I put it up up, up on, on high, and it didn't rumble a little, you know? Like, it, it rumbled a lot. Like, I was just like, like, when Benedict Cumberbatch crashed the car, oh, spoiler alert, we should say. We're, like, we're going <laughs> to be talking about this movie. Yeah, spoiling the fuck out of uh, Doctor Strange. So if you haven't already seen it, just wait, come back yeah. in a minute, and... Uh, also watch any one of the trailers. There's a car crash. It, true. Yeah. So, yeah, when he crashed the car... My thing just went like, well, bam, on me. And I was just like, you forgot that you were in deep box. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because basically, because like the movie opens with the the fight between Mads Mikkelsen and his uh, band of nameless henchmen and uh, the Ancient One. And they lop that one dude's head off and steal the, steal the pages out of the book. And then they have the kind of like kung fu fighting. And when it was doing the kung fu fighting, it was, you know, the... Anytime they did a punch, it would, you know, jar to the left or jar to the right. And I was like, well, this is kind of cool. But then it stopped because we went into Benedict Cumberbatch being a surgeon mode for like 10 minutes. And so I completely forgot it. And then when he started (laughs) driving the car, it rumbled like a little bit. Like, Like it started vibrating when he was driving the car. And then when he crashed it, it was just it just started charring me forward. And I was just like, Jesus. I'm just picturing you getting thrown out of your seat. As the <laughs> yeah, car exactly. Right? This, this like, D-box seat needs an airbag. Yeah, yeah. it was. Did you put on your seatbelt? No, I, I wish I had one. It was kind of now that I, you're thinking now that I think about it, dude, I forgot to check to see if there was one there. Uh, <laughs> it, it was fun though. I, I wouldn't recommend. I, I would recommend doing it once just for the experience, but then I, I I probably wouldn't do it again. The only way I would do it again is if you guys were with me and you were like. You want to do this in D box, and I'd be like, yeah, all right, let's let's just pay the. Extra Wouldn't it be amazing though to like have like three or four beers and then go see like Fast and Furious Eight? <laughs> I was just gonna say, did you guys get a preview before we get into Doctor Strange? Did, did you guys get a preview for Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage? Like we I did not. Like I oh, <laughs> did you get that, Miller? No, I no, didn't. I got I got a preview for the Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage, and I'm here to tell you guys. The crossover podcast really needs to go see Triple X Return of Sandra Cage. And if we could see it in D Box, we should absolutely see it in D Box. I'm not like I'm not joking. We should do it and then do it and pot about it right after. Do do we have a budget for this? Yeah. I, 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 I'm not joking. Take another crowd of crossover podcast petty cash. <laughs> yeah. I we're yeah, we'll 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 look it up. Maybe we could maybe we can pull that off. But uh yeah, let's uh Let's head into Doctor Strange. So, let's just start. Let's um, right off the hop. I want to ask you what you're grading this. Let's start with Rob. Uh, I thought about this afterwards after I left the movie because if we were doing this pod, it's like, oh, shit, we're probably gonna have this question as always. Yeah, gotta have it. I I'm gonna give it an eight mm-hmm. out of ten, um, and that's solely based on like. I can't go lower than that because I think this was at least on par or better than Suicide Squad, and I'm pretty sure I gave Suicide Squad a hard eight. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna give this an eight as well. Miller, how about you? Um, I was gonna go for I think a seven on the same scale, and uh, again, sort of the same sort of vibe because I think I ended up giving Suicide Squad like a six. <laughs> but uh, yeah, seven seven point five. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I'm at about an eight. Um, the the problems I have with the movie, basically, my one big problem with the movie, and Is Marvel. No, no, I love I love Marvel, but 
Dang. <laughs> Sorry, Mar- really feel wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Marvel Studios. Shots fired. Shots fired by Rob. Uh, no, my, my one big problem, and Rob, you sat with me, and God bless you for doing it, almost a year ago to the day, I say about 11, 11 months ago to the day, you and I sat on this very pod while I went beat for beat through Star Wars The Force Awakens mm-hmm. and compared it to Star Wars A New Hope and, and basically... Uh... By the way, I was proven completely right on that. Star Wars Force Awakens is is, is not good. It, but yeah. that we'll cross that Star Wars bridge when Rogue One comes out. Um, so, for me to ignore the fact that this movie almost beat for beat mirrors Iron Man, the very first one, I would say. I, I It was a little cookie cutter to me in that regard, mm-hmm. but it works. It, it it works in this, for this movie, for Doctor Strange, for Marvel, for for, for uh, Doctor Strange vis-a-vis Iron Man in, in a way that it just yeah. absolutely it, did not for the Star Wars movies. In a way that it brings, that it introduces Doctor Stephen Strange to the masses yes. and it brings uh, magic into the world, into the MCU. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we, we still have our, our, our usual Marvel complaints of, of really underdeveloped bad guy, forgettable, but like just for like Mads Mikkelsen was a delight, but you know, we're, we're <laughs> not, not be, Mads. Yeah. That was my biggest thing. I think the, yeah. uh, when I left the movie, it's just like, okay, so Dormammu's the ultimate villain yeah but that's the henchman basically that was going around doing things and they're just basically nameless well they have names but they're completely irrelevant basically yeah i found it's just like you could have just had a outline of a figure and it's like yeah that's they're just doing something with them over there he's the harbinger just to lead uh... way to the next movie um and to the next stuff he's the silver surfer to his galactus (laughs) Yeah, essentially. Because, I mean, we're not going to be bouncing our grandkids on our knees one day telling them about, oh, man, Mads Mikkelsen is Cassilius. So good. <laughs> so good. You don't even know, man. I mean, like, it just, I mean, he was he was fine with what they gave him to do. But, again, it's just another disposable Marvel villain. Yeah. <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen's a great actor. I yes. think that he was wasted in this role. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's it's the same Marvel, the, the same, although... One of the biggest complaints I've had in Marvel is in the movies is that there's no stakes, right? Because nobody ever dies in these movies, except yeah. for one time the fucking their version of Quicksilver, who they couldn't actually call Quicksilver, died. But like, who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> but uh, again, spoiler alert: when uh, the Ancient One, played by the incomparable Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. actually died i was actually kind of sitting there going whoa didn't see that coming because yeah i actually didn't see that coming either i thought that was kind of awesome <laughs> yeah and, and and i was like whoa real stakes in a marvel movie forget about it like i just uh. well and and maybe i and if you didn't see it coming actually i was going to ask you about that because uh this is one of the things that i don't know about like uh how do i put this Doctor Strange is one of the like I don't know a ton about Marvel as much as I would say of like DC, but Doctor Strange is even lower than average on that. So like I knew there was Doctor Strange, I've heard of Dormammu, I've heard of Mordo, and I knew that Mordo like I wanted to say that he was a villain. Oh he yeah he's he's 
Lex and Luthor. so I was wondering if like that was sort of like the thing that they were building up to in this. Like and, like it seemed to be towards the end, and I'm like, okay, I thought so, but I yeah. wasn't sure. Like I mean, I, like I thought it was just wrong. Like they seemed to be getting along for the movie. And then the answer is definitely yes with the post credits. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. But but I mean, like, and I turned to Dave immediately, and I'm like, you know what? I actually don't mind that because it's a much better way than they did it here than what they did in the fucking Green Lantern movie with Sinestro. Yes. <laughs> with their oh, buddy buddy through the whole thing, and then he turns bad for no good goddamn reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, you're so right. That's exactly how it went down in the Green Lantern movie, except this time it was good <laughs> because, like, yeah, because in the Green Lantern well movie, yeah, in the Green in the Green Lantern movie. That, that was actually the one thing they did well in the Green Lantern movie was develop Sinestro into like into like setting him up for a bad guy. But then they like they did it ninety percent right, but the ten percent that they got wrong was so fucking glaring in in, in that giant shit turd of a movie. Yeah. But it was like, well, he became like the villain in the post credit scene. Like he wasn't yeah. even that much of an asshole in the no, in the rest of the but movie. But he was fighting, and he was saying, "We need to use, you know, the yellow, you know, rings based on fear. It's our only chance." And then they defeat the bad guy, and he's just holding a fear ring for no reason. And he goes, uh-huh. "Well, might as well just put it on, right?" And then it was like, it was like, no, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, dumb. But you bring up a good point because if you have read Doctor Strange or you know even kind of a little bit about Doctor Strange is uh, even if you watch the one episode of Doctor Strange that uh, he appeared in in the animated series uh, in the in the Spider-Man animated series in the 90s that was really good when uh, Baron Mordo was voiced by Tony J. May you rest in peace. Woo! <laughs> um, Baron Mordo is Doctor Strange's um, Lex Luthor. Basically, everything that Mads Mikkelsen's character was trying to do in this in this uh, this movie mm-hmm. is essentially what Baron Mordo always tries to do. Baron Mordo he sees Dormammu as his master from another dimension. He betrayed the, he was the Ancient One's pupil who betrayed him and or him or her in, uh, female in this version with Tilda Swinton playing him, and it just. So and yeah, he tr- he tries to summon Dormammu out of the other dimension, and he speaks to Dormammu. Dormammu's his master. Try- tries to get him out so he can just destroy everything. And in this one, it was this Kaecilius dude, and uh, Chuatel. Is that a real form. dude, by the way? <laughs> yeah, Kaecilius is a dude, but he's so minor. minor. He's one of he's Mordo's. Uh, he's one of Mordo's minions. Guy like Mordo has Kaecilius, ah, and he, okay, he's, okay. he he was in like one run back in the. 70s so it was really like we need a name right like, so it wasn't just me who like for the entire run leading up to this movie we're seeing Matt Mickelson in the trailers and everyone's like what the hell villain is this yeah nobody knew who the hell that guy was because there was never a dark there was never a uh, Doctor Strange villain who had like weird scales around his eyes or anything like that so even the doctor even the hardcore Doctor Strange guys which I'm not I, I, I know Doctor Strange a little bit but I'm not a hardcore guy and I was like, I have no idea who this is, right? But even the hardcore guys were like, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> Finally, a chance to figure out Kaecilius' true identity. Yeah, which is why... I have no idea who this is. <laughs> the entire time I was expecting Chuyatel Edgy 4 to do the, ha-ha, I was the bad guy the whole time! Surprise, <laughs> that was me. Yeah, to be like, surprise, cockfag, I was on Dormammu's side the entire time. You'll never For like... 25 years! <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Oh, but uh, they did it in a a pretty decent way that you could 
still have Baron Mordo be the bad guy, but also not just have him, you know, be the Lex Luthor right out the gun. And dare I say it, they have a chance. I mean, the the, the window is at least open for Chiwetel Ejiofor to be a developed villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with well, some, and, and some meaning was, behind him. It's fucking I was going to say the same thing. I'm looking forward to it, and for many reasons, and, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of this because this movie, in my opinion, barely opened that door. But I feel like uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor was underused again. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, as much as he was kind of like the the guide for Benedict Cumberbatch through this movie. He didn't have a lot of cool things that he did and was never really, he didn't even really feel like a sidekick. Like he just was mm-hmm. kind of there yeah. until the end when he kind of had his heel turn. And, and you know, I like him as an actor and I would like to see him act <laughs> in a movie. Yes. You know, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the other, like, I've never, I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave. The only movie that I can think of that I saw him in was The Martian, but he was great in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a tremendous actor. But Yeah, like... for sure. And I mean, I would have liked to see him with a bit more screen presence than he had in this. And then that's, again, uh, one of the reasons, one of several reasons why I look forward to a sequel or something dealing with these characters again in the future. And I'm sure that we'll have it because this movie is doing gangbusters. I think we'll get a uh, Doctor Strange too. I really do. I oh, I, I think so as well. Uh, I'm but, sure we will. Yeah. But he'll have some involvement in the Marvel Cinematic Universe no matter what. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't think this is just going to be a, here's Doctor Strange. You need to know who he is so we can fire him into the Avengers movies. And oh, no. forget about it, but like I, I, I have a feeling like people are liking this guy enough, and I think the uh, the buzz has been strong enough that uh, yeah. Well, when you have a three hundred fifty million dollar opening weekend in November, you know that's the sort of thing which is like, hey, can we make a sequel and like push back Captain Marvel again? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I look forward to seeing him do more. And uh, there were a lot of good actors in this movie, and unfortunately a lot of them I feel like were kind of underused with the exceptions of Benedict Cumberbatch and Tilda Swinton. Like, Rachel McAdams basically disappeared for two-thirds of the movie. Yeah, and they didn't... Ben- Benedict, and... Benedict Wong but as well. As Wong, because Wong was always my favorite. I, I kind of like what they did with him in this, because Wong... If you read the comic book, he's less... It, in the movies, he was a master, right? Like, he guarded the... It, it seemed like... They, they didn't explicitly say it, but I think you kind of piece it together. He was that, the Hong Kong master. Yeah, that he was the Hong Kong master and had to guard the Hong Kong uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. In the comics books, he's basically uh, Doctor Strange's Kato. Okay. <laughs> which, which is, you know, he was... Which... Even in that, he was cool yeah. and awesome. Well, sure, Kato's awesome. And, but... <laughs> yeah, because Kato's awesome. Well, because well, the the dirty secret about Kato and uh, as the Green Hornet, Kato is Kato is actually better than than uh, Britt Reed. Every way. Yeah, than Britt Reed in every way, right? So you didn't, you never really looked at Bruce Lee as the sidekick, right? But uh, Wong was definitely Doctor Strange's sidekick. And in 2016, you can't be like, okay, the white guy goes to. Nepal learns all this stuff, and now he's got the Asian guy sidekick, right? It's like, because mm-hmm. uh, 
it's dumb. So I like the fact that they made Wong the uh, the, the the Hong Kong master, and he wasn't just a. Uh, it was a Hong Kong master and kind of a comedic yeah. foil as well. <laughs> yeah, and 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 Benedict Wong. He was, was a straight man. man. Everyone enjoys a good straight man. <laughs> Absolutely, and and he was massively underused. In the comics, does uh, Strange mess with Wong at all in the comedy department, or is that just something that they're forcing into all the Marvel movies? Yeah, that's you bring up a very good point, Rob. That was one of the things that I kind of—I don't want to say I'm getting sick of in in the Marvel movies. Sick of is a strong thing. It's just they need to dial it back. I would say because like, it's making it pretty generic across any of the movies. That, yes. It, like you were saying before, when you take a step back from like Batman versus Superman and mm-hmm. then Civil War, like when you step back from all the Marvel movies, the comedy is arguably the same. Like it seems like it's starting to try to be the same throughout everything. So yeah. you can just, you know, same beats. same beats all the time, right? Replace one joke with another. It's like, ha ha ha, let's go, keep going. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have special it. effects. I'd rather have it be kind of samey than not have it at all, though. No, I'm not saying... Because something grim like uh, Batman Superman. <laughs> true, true, true. I don't want to... Yeah, and Batman Superman represents going too far in the other direction, right? Yeah. And, and Sure. Like, the word... Obviously, there needs to be the happy balance. Yes. <laughs> well, I didn't mind it in this movie because every comedic beat that they had was basically just reinforcing the fact that Stephen Strange is an arrogant asshole who does what he wants and doesn't give a shit what rules you lay in front of him. Yeah, True. that was that was a little off-brand, though. That was them making him more like Iron Man, which Tony I... Stark. Yeah, like Tony Stark, which I kind of didn't appreciate, because Stark was like that in the... It, you know, Stark was like that in the comics, where he was the arrogant drunk. Doctor Strange was always a guy who... Um, he was an incredible doc. In this one, they made him the the. He was like Doctor Cox, right? Where he was the extremely arrogant. If you snarky arrows. Yeah, <laughs> snarky yeah, surgeon. Yeah, if you ever watched uh, Scrubs, which you know, you, and if you haven't, you should go back and watch at least the first three, four seasons because they were fantastic. Um, so yeah, they made him a bit like Doctor Cox, where he was the arrogant jerk who was you know. Dis- to say that's almost a trope at that point, though, like the brilliant doctor who's also just a huge asshole. Yeah, well, <laughs> right, because that's House. That's oh yeah, probably and, someone from Grey's Anatomy too. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, well, as a man who 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 uh, no, knows a dude who who happens to be in that field and has met some people that. It's not necessarily a trope. Those people do exist in real life. The, oh, uh, no, and I, and yeah. it's completely understandable, but I'm just saying it's it's kind of a... Uh, it is a trope. Yo, absolutely, it, yeah. It's something it, like, okay, well, we're going to have a new medical drama. Okay, who are our characters? Well, there's the guy who's been working there for 15 years yeah. and has this, like, you know, <laughs> god complex. Yeah. So, does Stephen Strange in the... In, in the, the books... Because I remember his origin in the books was... It was similar... Uh, subtle differences. He was the world's greatest surgeon. Car crash, fucked up his hands. He can't be a surgeon anymore. And he travels the world looking for... Uh, what was a it? Looking, yeah, looking for a cure. And one of the things he hears is, you know, about this the guy known as the Ancient One. And so he goes to... to you know, he seeks out the Ancient One and says, you know, will you fix me? And, he, and, and the Ancient One says, sorry, I cannot. And Doctor Strange is at his breaking point at this moment. And mm-hmm. he kind of, this is when he kind of loses it and just goes, oh, I traveled all this way. It, you know, and it never worked. And, and he kind of leaves in a huff. And when as he's about to leave the Ancient One's temple, uh, he overhears Baron Mordo plotting to kill him. 
And even though Doctor Strange plotting to kill the Ancient One, right? And even though Doctor Strange just kind of yelled at the Ancient One at its breaking point, he was still the guy who's like, "Oh my God, I gotta go help the Ancient One!" And he ran to try to try to tell the Ancient One, but Mordo, you know, subdued him. And but the Ancient One was, you know, too powerful to be to be stopped at that point. And then Mordo ran off, and then. The Ancient One told him that this was all basically a test to see if you were worthy, right? And you came, you tried to come back to warn me instead of just letting me, you know, die because you, uh, you were pissed off that, uh, you were, you were pissed off that I wasn't able to help you. You were still a good person. So now I will train you, right? Because you passed the, the initial test. In this one, they were just like, he just shows up and Tilda Swinton is just kind of like, yeah, all right. You know, like you're an asshole, but I'll train you anyway because I kind of humbled you a little bit with with showing you the the wonky world. So in in that bit, I thought he was a little they they typecast Doctor Strange to be a little bit too much like Tony Stark. And to back up Rob's point, I did not like uh, a lot of the snarky one-liners that he was delivering. And it's no fault of Benedict Cumberbatch's because he was game with the material, and I thought he was great. But yeah. I would I would say that the word I would use is forced, as mm. as far as the humor goes, or, or the, those attempts at that type of humor. I I would say forced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you, but yeah. I mean, I was happy for them. I mean, I'd rather have forced humor than no humor at all. I mean, obviously, it's, it's not the it's not the best possible thing, but yeah, it's given nothing. Given the choice, I would take it over the the garbage we got in in bbs where they were taking it just way too seriously and, and so like sure. take it take it seriously but don't like like you're not doing a holocaust movie with, with that yeah no rhetoric. kidding like, i mean the, the, the like, one that i like that that one that made me like genuinely laugh is when the buddy was uh you know getting his bag of chips from the vending machine yeah and then the astral form like knocks like three more bags of chips he's like all right pretty good. <laughs> yeah he went back and collected <laughs> yeah the, the three that was fun um so let's talk about what we liked. What was your favorite part of this movie? Let's start with Rob. Um, I really should have thought about that. Name <laughs> uh, <laughs> one, I dare you. <laughs> um, I can't think of a specific part where this is like, this is what I like the most. But just in general, I, I do really like the inclusion of magic and sorcerers mm-hmm. into in Marvel. Um Having not known really anything about Doctor Strange going into the movie, like I knew who I knew of Doctor Strange, I knew of Dormammu, and I don't even know if I'd heard of any of the other names of characters in the movie. Um, but it was nice that Doctor Strange's power isn't all necessarily from him. He, it, there are the relics that he uses. So it was. I, I enjoyed seeing uh, all the the magical relics as well. The Eye our... of Agamotto. Yeah, as, as a quick aside, and... can I just throw out the reason that I know anything about Doctor Strange at all is probably because of Venture Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you've ever watched Venture Brothers, because Doctor Orpheus is obviously the he's just a giant That's... parody of Doctor Strange, right? Yeah. All right, I guess I had some idea. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, that's, that's the that's the best insight I had, Rob. Is what I'm getting at. It's like, oh, okay, thanks, parody I series. <laughs> I didn't have anything from the direct source material. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, neither. Me neither. Uh, but going uh, with those relics, up until the end of the movie, I completely forgot about the uh, 
Infinity Stones. Yeah. I mean, no, knowing that Marvel's doing everything gearing towards the Infinity Wars and all that, um, knowing there's still a couple of stones that aren't known. So, yeah, anything of that nature is like, yeah, there's, there's a stone there. Look, it's glowing. Well, completely forgot about it. Yeah, we got them all now, so, though. Good on uh, no, we're missing one still because there are six, right? Yeah, Thanos has got the six, though. Oh, okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, Thanos. Listen, you tell me. (laughs) I think he has to. I'd have to go back and check that. uh, I know there was the one extra at the end of, I want to say. It was Age of Ultron, I think. Age of Ultron, I think, where he pulled out the glove and is like, I'll do it myself. No, it was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Lee Pace Pace failed him to give him the power stone, right? Yeah, because it was. uh, Yeah, yeah. but where would the sixth stone go? Isn't well, it? <laughs> there's one that goes on like the back of a hand. Yeah, right, right in the oh, back like, of the hand. Okay, so one's on the back. Yeah, it's like the That's five, fine. the four fingers, the thumb, and then one goes right, yeah, right on the back of the hand. Okay. Um, so yeah, we got the mind gem, which is currently, yeah, let's go through the list. The mind gem, which is currently in Vision. Vision. The power gem, which is currently on that one planet where Glenn Close yeah. worked in Nova uh, Prime or Nova something. Nova Prime, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange has the time gem. Uh, yep. the Tesseract, which I don't know which one the Tesseract is supposed to be. I think it's the, the Tesseract is the space gem because it allows gem. someone to teleport. Yeah, the Tesseract is the space gem, and, and that's on Asgard. That's on Asgard. That's four. Uh, what's the fifth one? The eighth year. The Where's fifth the one is the ether, and the last time we saw it, they left it with two, the collector right? before the collector got blown up. Right, right, right. So. <laughs> Who knows where that one is? So it might still be there in the wreckage, but yeah. we don't know for sure. Yeah, and then I'm thinking that uh, I'm, I'm I'm like ninety percent certain that uh, Thanos has one inside the gauntlet right now because I mean he has to have one, right? And he has one the... hopes. Well, that's what I was hoping because they yeah. they showed that shot of him like putting on the gauntlet and being like, you know, it's time to take this into my own hands, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought it would be cool if like one of them was just in that shot. Yeah. But it wasn't. Like, in the glove already, and it wasn't. And I, I don't know if that means that he has it, it's just not in the glove yet, which seems silly. Or if he doesn't have any of them, and he's just on this mad quest to get all of them for, you know, having having progressed not at all yet. Yeah, so the two that we're missing are the reality gem. Is the Aether supposed to be the reality gem? Aether's reality, yeah, because okay. they wanted to use it to basically reshape the universe, right? Yeah, so the other one would be the soul gem, so... Soul gem. Theoretically, I'm I'm saying that I'm guessing that uh, Thanos has the soul gem because I don't I don't know how you go into battle without at least like Thanos has to have at least one, wouldn't he? Theoretically, I would. Well, yeah. and that's what I was hoping for, and I don't yeah. know if that's true. I don't know where else you can throw the soul gem in yeah. necessarily. I, of course, I don't know the canon that well or what its powers are supposed to be, but maybe that's something that would be like uh, Captain Marvel related. I have no idea. This could be. Well, we know that Thanos is courting death and death, souls, that whole type of nonsense. Um, Thanos is courting death? How can you tell? (laughs) Wait, what's his name again? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, You mentioned, uh, like, the the Eye of Agamotto. One of the things that they mentioned was uh, there was one bit where... uh, it was when Chuatel uh, Edgy4 was doing like his little training montage and he was talking. He's like, there are several things in, uh, you know, that exist in this world. And he just starts spouting out stuff that like the, the comic book guys would know. Like I was like, oh, oh, names oh, of oh. oh, yeah. And at one point yeah. he said the Wand of Watum. And I was like, ah, the Wand of Watum. <laughs> and uh, like 
because the Wanda Watoom was this big, like in, in one of the early Doctor Strange runs, uh, centered around this, like the uh, completely centered around the Wanda Watoom, which was this this ancient uh, wand that Doctor It'd be Strange, like a whole other arc. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, it was like well it was one of the original Strange runs. Uh, he had uh, the Wanda Watoom. Uh, Strange and Wong had to guard it from Mordo, who was trying to steal it because. The whole thing about the Wand of Watoom was if uh, Baron Mortal stole it, he would be able to summon Dormammu. So it was basically like, if I have this thing, it automatically lets me summon Dormammu to our dimension and he'll kill everybody, right? So they, they were trying to guard it. And I, I couldn't tell, but the weird staffy thing that Wong was wielding at the end looked a bit like the Wand of Watoom in the comic books. So I don't know oh, if they, okay, were, okay. they were trying to say that he was just wielding it there. But uh, e- either way, I, th- I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Because that was just one, hmm. of those, one of those things where I was just like, Woo, cute! Uh, they mentioned the Book of Cagliostro, which, again, that's another thing Mordo used in the books to try to kill the Ancient One. And just all the little name drops and stuff like that. Like, ba- basically everything that they mentioned in that book was or, or or just like in passing if you were like a hardcore guy you would you would you so would in the know. span of like 30 seconds they yeah. just name dropped or like easter egg yeah. everything they possibly could there were a ton of easter eggs apparently like when he was driving in that car like uh and he yes, was getting like is... potential cases that he might pick up and they mentioned one about a marine colonel who had a spinal injury from experimental armor i'm like oh yeah, that's the, that's the Captain Marvel one, right? Yeah, it's struck by. Lightning. Oh no, I figured that was Rhodey. Oh yeah, well, yeah, one, yeah, the Captain. One, there was another one that was Captain Marvel related, I think. Yeah, the last one, the one that he said about the the. That one, one might be interesting. Struck by lightning, and she might have she had schizophrenia and got struck by lightning or whatever, and he was like, "Ooh, that was uh, that that was their little Captain Marvel uh, tease tease there, yeah. Uh oh, which other one do they have? Uh, other Easter eggs? Oh, the. The Bleecker Street when he gets out and it's and uh, and it says yep. uh, he looks at the address and it said uh, the like seven seven I can't remember off the top of my dome it's like one one it's a bunch of ones no, and one sevens. one seven it's like a bunch know. of ones and sevens but bleak the fact that it said Bleecker Bletcher I don't know how you pronounce yeah. it Bleecker yeah. yeah I think it's Bleecker but yeah Bleecker Street that's the uh, that's the comic book address of the the Sanctum Sanctorum that that was uh, an, another nice little. It didn't mean anything to me, but when they showed that, I knew it was obviously a reference. To yeah, because like, it was that one was clear as day. Yeah, because like nothing gets that big of a hero shot, right? Without it being <laughs> something, right? Like they're not going to be like, "Hey, let's make sure the people know the address." Will this come up later, or is it a reference? Right? Yeah, like, like yeah. nothing would get that big of a. Of a something told shot. me they weren't going to reference something in Sherlock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was actually waiting for it, and they were zooming in on the address. I'm like, is it Baker Street? Are they just going for it? Because <laughs> it's like, you know, it had B-K-E-R, and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> uh, what, did, what did you think of the way they portrayed Dormammu, Rob? Uh, I didn't mind it. Yeah, uh, be- okay. Particularly because he wasn't, like, a bunch of gas in cloud <laughs> yeah oh yes thank you for bringing that you you're just we are so on the same page with this rob keep going keep going but like yeah. he did have some sort of physical form or a representation of a face testify uh, so i did enjoy that and i actually did enjoy the the dark dimension very well because even though it was the dark dimension it was quite colorful 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just no sun, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just dark. The, we don't have a sun. The only, the only issue that I have with the, the dark dimension, um, and the quickest way to write it off is magic. <laughs> they have it. Yeah. Is strange could breathe there. Oh, yeah, that's ma- it's magic. That's all. <laughs> so, yeah. as soon as they introduce magic, and he's a sorcerer, he's magic, it's like, just let things happen. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't they even were... think you have to explain it away that way. <laughs> no, I didn't even think of that, to be honest with you, because I'm just like, we're in a world where guys were bending rooms with their, like, making wavy hand signals in the sky. Yeah, if I... yeah that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, you, mean... Bring, you bring up a good point, but if, if that, like, if you're the guy who, like, that ruins the movie for you, then yeah. you're like, fuck yeah. you, right? Like... <laughs> you waited a long time to just really throw in the towel on that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the only reason I mention that is because that's not the first time they've done something similar. In The Avengers, uh, Iron Man goes flying up towards the sky to get rid of the nuke to send it through the portal. Mm-hmm. He goes through the portal and now is in outer space and the easiest way to write that one off, all right, he's in presumably a airtight iron suit that yeah. he's getting oxygen from. And yeah. then he comes back into through the portal and now he's back in Earth's atmosphere, so it's all fine. But yeah. he was in an airtight iron suit. Or like it just yeah, that's, what, that's so one of those like, things, you know, yeah. It starts it starts skirting the line on, on some of those where yeah, like, well, I, I don't know if like Iron Man suit is supposed to be like good for prolonged space exposure or anything like that because he does like he clearly goes through the wormhole and is in space briefly but he does pass out when he's coming back through right oh ab- absolutely yeah and in the so first... it's not like he freezes to death or you know his eyes start bleeding or anything yeah, like yeah, that I'm... but yeah. he does pass out I'm not saying the second he was through it is like he should have been dead and the same with Doctor Strange but it's just like it starts to skirt that line of alright we're nobody's <laughs> really comic gonna... movie. how can we test this exactly it's a comic book movie <laughs> yeah and, there, and in the first Iron Man remember there was the big plot line of oh my god I'm going up too high my suit's freezing and stuff like that but now he's like I've upgraded it like several dozen times oh yeah I can can take it by Iron Man 3 he's made like what like 43 suits at that point and he's like now I'm now I'm he's like now I can take it into space I'm good I'm good (laughs) this is my now I learned this is something I might have to do (laughs) yeah a couple of the other I I just wanted to say that I, 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 I mentioned it earlier I'm absolutely on the same page with you as far as the way they portrayed Dormammu I was a little upset I mean they, they did it a little bit but I wanted full-on matchstick head Dormammu right with just <laughs> red eye with just like the yellow eyes and the red the, the big fire head and stuff like I was like are they gonna do it are they gonna do it but they did it a little bit but uh, not enough that it would become uh, a little too you know Saturday morning cartoony I guess and space is the place where a dimension can have a face. Yeah, but I loved it because, like, when when he actually had like a physical head, I was like, oh, thank God, because <laughs> they learned their lesson. Yeah, <laughs> it took them twelve. Took them twelve years. Yeah, but because yeah. I mean, like, I was worried because there was the bit where, you know, Mads Mikkelsen goes, "He's here, isn't it beautiful?" And then there were like all these like little clouds and spires and the things that look like bacteria and mold yeah, floating. And I'm like, is that supposed to be Dormammu? Did they do it again? Where it's like Galactus is a cloud? Did they fuck it up again? Right? This like, how you do me? Oh, it was like, oh god. I'm like, no, don't make the giant guy from the other dimension a fucking cloud again. Why? Like, just spend a little on your CG budget. And then they did, and I was like, thank God, that was 
Oh, I was so happy for that. I was just like, he has a face. He honestly, I, I felt like when he had a face, I, I obviously wouldn't have done <laughs> this, but if I could have, and it wouldn't have, I would have ran down the aisles high fiving people like it was wrestling. Would have been like, yes, face, face. <laughs> I, had, I had a feeling you would have had a similar mindset as me when, when, uh, yeah. when Dormammu appeared that way. I it's like, couldn't... at least he's not a gas cloud. <laughs> yeah, I was just so worried that all those, like, yeah, those. Four well, fiery I, I things. I kind be... of assume that he would have a phase. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I the, again, talking from a meta perspective, they would have had to have learned their lesson from Silver Surfer. Yeah. But um, also because at the beginning, when it's showing like, hey, you know, we're gonna show you that we actually have real magic, Stephen Strange, and we're gonna throw you through several different dimensions while you're losing your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was the dark dimension and you quickly saw what looked like a giant eye and I'm like oh okay so that's probably what they were referring to mm-hmm. like the the you know the the bacteria spore th- planet things that were floating around there I'm like oh yeah they've showed this dimension already I bet Dormammu was that giant eye that we saw yeah, yeah, I, yeah exactly. I just man yeah it, to actually see him there and just be like you know you know, sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah, just it's very sigh of relief. And he, just hearing him yeah. say stuff like insolent and stuff, right? And just like killing uh, Strange on that infinite loop. That, that uh, I, I did like that the second time he's like, you have nothing to... Bu- Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was so good. I, I, I enjoyed that sequence very much. I just visually... This movie was fucking stunning, like absolutely yes. stunning. It, like yes. all the all the comparisons. It will not. It will not lose points there. No, <laughs> no, no. And then you asked Rob what his favorite part was, and I think mine was probably that oh, that first scene that I was mentioning before, where you know we can hey we can just throw Doctor Strange through a couple dimensions for like three minutes. Yeah. While you know the yeah the you know what? voice of the ancient one is kind of narrating in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that well, that was pretty great. But before we keep going, just to stay on uh, Dormammu. Yep. And going back to Venture Brothers, didn't know it until this movie, that Torrid... Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, he's another matchstick head guy, right? Yeah. Can't yeah. hide from the blood eye, baby. <laughs> Fuck, Take I love that the Torrid Zone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't um, worry, the Torrid Zone is just a region between the topic of cancer and <laughs> I have an island there. Oh, God. I mean, it was... It was... Yeah, just really good. I mean, visually, though, like... I I did. I mean, these people are going to be nominated for. There's a good chance Doctor Strange, I think, might win an Oscar for best visual effects of, of the last uh, calendar year. I would say, because um, obviously nothing. I mean, obviously the comparisons had been drawn, but uh, from the commercials, but not since Inception, I think, has has uh, CG enhanced. I and I like that even like the, the Inception the scene wasn't just straight up Inception either. Like it was very no. much more kaleidoscopy and falling yes. off of these infinite cliffs and stuff like that. Like it took it to eleven, which mm-hmm. I thought was okay. rad. Yeah, I, 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 and I mean the the sort of plot and rules of Inception kind of made it so that couldn't happen. Like mm-hmm. they kind of explained that away in Inception. Yeah, which basically, if you change too much, then the dream guardians will find you and kick you out. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they can only change things so much before things get wild. But it and in this, they're like, hey, guess what? We're in the mirror dimension. We exactly. can change whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> we're in the mirror dimension. We can do anything here. <laughs> this is where we, we're allowed to cut the... He's like, we're allowed to cut the magic loose here. 
but we yeah, can't exactly. do it in the real world because everyone would notice what we're doing, but we're in the mirror. So he just raises his eyebrows and smiles and says, I've saved up my entire CG budget for this day. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Oh, yeah. God. You don't even know what you've done. Yeah. <sighs> so speaking of, uh, you know, using magic in the real world and all that, uh, is the real world just now complacent with uh, either magic or the fact that superheroes go about and fuck things up? Every now and then. I believe so. Well, if you watch Luke Cage, there was a dude on the streets selling DVDs of the uh, the incident, the incident, which I thought was uh, and and Luke Cage was like best friends with this kid, which was a little uh, convenient. Off, no, a little off brand, I thought, because um, I mean, that's kind of a scumbag move, isn't it? You're trying to profit off the death and destructions of millions of, of, of people who are... Like, what would you yeah. say if you saw a guy selling DVDs on the street corner of 9-11? You'd be like, oh my god, never before seen 9-11 angles. Get them while they're hot. Like, you would... I'd punch that guy right in the mouth. Like, Well, sure. And I mean, he wouldn't do it on the street. <laughs> he would do it on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But this guy's on the street going, hey, check it out. Never before seen angles of the incident. And Luke Cage just walks up to him and he's like, hey, I hear you got an ear to the ground. Why don't you tell me some stuff, you know, where I might be able to find people. You'll be my, you'll be my eyes on the streets, right? And I was just like, punch that kid in the face, Luke Cage. Like, what are you doing? It's a scumbag, this kid. And then later, when like Luke Cage was fighting the bad guy, he was all, you know, like, "Go get him, Luke!" And again, it was just like, "This kid's a fucking scumbag, right?" Like, what are you? Yeah, doing? Luke's in the fight of his life, and this kid's like six feet away with a camera. <laughs> yeah, and it, which he was gonna sell, you know, and you know he was gonna sell copies of that. It's like, why are we cheering for this kid? It was, oh, it was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I, I I think you're right. But you, you reminded me of something, because when we walked out of the movie. I, I went to go see it with my wife, obviously, and we, we you know, we, we properly wait till, wait till we got to the car before we started discussing the movie, because, uh, you know, you don't want to walk past a, a line and do the Homer Simpson, where it's like, oh, I can't believe that, you know, Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. You don't want to do any of that, right? So, right. we got to the car, <laughs> and the first thing I get in the car, and Carly goes, so, can Doctor Strange just is he more powerful than all of the Avengers? And my, to which my response is, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Much Maybe just a bit. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a touch. I mean, yes, he could absolutely destroy. I would argue that on, like, the uh, Avengers roster, that the two most powerful guys are probably Doctor Strange and Professor Xavier, because Professor Xavier yeah. can actually kill people with his mind. So, I was gonna like, say if you like, didn't say Xavier, yeah. I was gonna bring him. Up. Yeah, like that's basically because it. those two. Um, One I think guy I have those issues. Yeah, I, and I can't remember who else is a part of it. The Illuminati, uh, but the Illuminati. Yes. Um, Reed Richards might be in there too. Yeah, I'll, t I'll tell you the six because they, they each represent a different section of the Marvel universe. Uh, Doctor Strange. So Marvel obviously took you know the, the there's. I'm going to say it. There's idiots out there who believe that the Illuminati are a real thing in real life and, and don't realize that the amount of coordination and intelligence it would take to coordinate the type of things that people are accusing the Illuminati of doing in real life. Uh, yes. Yeah. Such intelligence has, has never and will never exist on planet <laughs> Earth, right? So 
But that's, you know, that, that's, a, that's a different pod altogether. But Marvel smartly one time said, hey, what if we took this Illuminati thing, said it was real, but it was all of our characters from the books. So the Illuminati is comprised up of six of Marvel's top tier guys. Sorry, five of Marvel's top tier guys and Reed Richards is also there. Yeah. Uh, so the six of them are Doctor Strange, who's like the, who represents the magic and the mystical of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Professor Xavier, who, you know, represents all the mutants. Mm-hmm. Black, Black Bolt, who represents all the Inhumans. Uh, Namor, who represents Atlantis right. and, and the, and the, uh, and the undersea dwellers. And then the two science guys are there. One is Tony Stark, who's, you know, his, his science brain is mostly for engineering and tech, technology, you know, technological advances yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. And then Reed Richards is the sixth member of the Illuminati and Reed Richards, his science brain is more, you know, physical and chemical stuff. Cause he's always trying to cure cancer and diseases and shit like that. Right. And, and right. so, yeah, but that cover that you bring up, Rob, that, that the cover of the six of them, Hovered yeah. around like the dark, the, the like the table with the glowing light. Ooh, yeah, it's one of Marvel's all-time great covers. I know. Like when I brought it up, I'm like, I'm picturing that. I just, I can't see who else is there other than Stephen Strange yeah, and the, Xavier. And I think there's that tall bastard in the back. <laughs> yeah, the the two guys, the two guys in the well, because like the three most powerful guys in that room are obviously. Doctor like, Doctor Strange, who can bend reality and his magic. Uh, yeah. friggin' uh, Professor exactly. Xavier, who can kill people with his mind, and Black Bolt, who, if he speaks, it could, you know, like his whisper shatters the Hulk's bones, basically, right? So he's got like the voice of God type thing. Basically, yeah, he basically has the voice of God. So it, it's, and then in the and then Reed Richards, I mean, he can stretch. <laughs> he can. He's so, pretty. He's pretty smart. Yeah, it's his science brain, though, right? It's the same thing when it's like. If you were to do like the Illuminati with DC, it would be the big three, and you'd mm-hmm. be like, "Well, Wonder Woman's this Amazon warrior from another planet, and Superman is, you know, this god being from another planet, and Batman's just a dude with crazy dude in a suit with money. Who are you picking in the fight?" And but if you know DC's history, you're like, um, "I'm picking Batman." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, but that that Illuminati cover was 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 just so good. And the cover has reminded me of something that I nearly completely talked, uh, forgot to talk about. But Doctor Strange is not Doctor Strange until he's got his cloak, right? Like, he's got to have his true. awesome uh, pop-in-my-collar cloak. And by God, they put it on in this movie. And it just reminds me of how far we've come. Because remember the very first um, Brian Singer X-Men when James Marsden has that terrible line where he goes, like... Oh, yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Yellow spandex? And it's like, yeah, motherfucker, we do want yellow spandex, uh, right? Uh, yeah, we it. don't want these matrixy, black, leathery numbers that they put you all in where you look like a like a dominatrix softball team. Uh, <laughs> What's the record? Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, God. Bring the pain. Uh, like, no. Like, just to see Doctor Strange, like, in the, in the, in the suit with, the, like, the, 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 I don't even know what you'd call that. The uh, just the cloak with the I, I, yeah, I don't even know what the getup. Yeah, the kind of like mountainy dweller getup. Sherpa robes. <laughs> that, yeah, robes is probably the, the the term. But like, oh god, 
I didn't like uh, I I didn't like a little bit that it, it, the cape was uh, kind of cape ex machina for a little bit there. That was a little uh, yeah yeah. I just find it pretty funny. We just beating the hell out of that one dude. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, for like it, four minutes. <laughs> it was funny, but I don't know. Like that to me, that I'm guessing that's not something that happens in the comic. No, no. It's I mean, it, it, it the cloak is it cloak. It's the cloak of levitation, but I don't yeah. remember it. Being so that that scene, as amusing as it was, yeah, it did seem as Pierce said forced in terms of the humor and the same one i would throw in is when strange is trying to run away and the capes leading him to um that weird shackle the the shackle uh armor Mm -hmm. and he's trying to go the other way and he's just basically running on the spot so it's like because it was an intense amusing right it's it's amusing i will give it credit there but it seems it does I don't know. That stuff didn't really do it for me in in I, this movie. I agree because there was shit going on in that scene, and there were real stakes. Like, uh, yeah. da- like Daniel Drum just died. That was another uh, uh, little spoiler, or not spoiler, little Easter eggy thing. But the the the, the black dude uh, who got killed in the uh, in the London sanctum. Oh, the London Master. Yep. Yeah, his the London Master. Uh, that character that they had is uh it was supposed to be daniel drum he's a, he's a uh a well-known minor character in the in this in the strange uh, universe uh but like like that guy just got killed and and there, there was just this intense battle with strange and he you know he he killed the one dude and and kind of like well he didn't he didn't he hadn't killed the dude yet but like he he was fighting the, you know, the three zealots or whatever. And he, you know, kicked the one into the one dimension and then spun the thing to trap her there and then kicked the other one in there. And then he was beating the other guy. And then all of a sudden Mads Mikkelsen was there and Mads Mikkelsen nearly stabbed him a couple times. And there was like actual shit happening and stakes and it was intense. And then all of a sudden the Cape is grabbing Dr. Strange and he's doing like the Flintstones run on the spot thing. And it was just like, Come on, yeah. man. There was, like, stuff really going on there, right? Like, I, I, re- I was almost expecting to hear, or in my mind, yeah. I heard uh, the Scooby-Doo running. Yeah, exactly. That Yeah, that's exactly what it was. The old... It was a Hanna-Barbera moment, is what it was. And it, it just... <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't think it was it, it was necessary. Because it was funny enough when the cape's like, no, throw this thing at him. And then it threw it at him, and Maz Mickelson was, you know, he when he got caught up in that shackle, that magic shackle <laughs> yeah. thing... That sequence was was pretty fun. I, I enjoyed that, but man, we got to see Doctor Strange in the cloak. So like, I mean, I'll take that even even. <laughs> all forgiven. <laughs> yeah, all's forgiven, yeah. right? You know, it's just ah, yeah. oh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Is, I mean, is Doctor Strange the truest representation of the comic book character in film right now? Well. Or is there someone that is portrayed would, more accurately? I would take it back to the genesis of what I said that I, I felt that this movie went beat for beat a little bit too much like Iron Man because I would say that Iron Man, Tony Stark's very for or the the first Robert Downey Jr. John Favreau hookup for the first one, I would say that you know wire to wire is is, is yeah. one of the more dead nuts on versions of the character where they got you know a lot of the origin and a lot of the just the feel of the character right i say they did yeah. the i and i would say dr strange is right there shoulder to shoulder with them 
so much so that it actually hurt the character uh, just a skosh <laughs> like i mentioned earlier where they made him a bit too much like tony stark where he was also an arrogant dick and in my like my you know i i talk a lot about on this podcast about my batman right because there's so many different yeah. versions of batman out there my doctor strange is not an a is not an a-hole doctor is what i would say but i was okay to go with it because you want to have the character be complicated i guess and that mm. was your way of of having him be complicated it was a little cookie cutter but i'll go with it uh Again, they put him in the cloak, so all is forgiven. <laughs> yeah. so, just, and I, I'm not sure if you guys caught this, but I'm, I'm not sure if this was done on purpose. I, I hope it was, but I assume you guys stuck around for the end credit scene and whatnot. And the, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, there was the constant joke throughout, like the, there was a running joke throughout the movie of uh, warnings always coming at the end. And they're like, oh, you got to keep reading because the warning comes at the end. And then Doctor Strange kept showing, you should put the warning at the beginning, right? Yeah. And at the very end, if you were watching, the last thing that comes up in the credits is something that says, uh, you know, it was along the lines of... Oh, this movie may cause epilepsy. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't that. It said, you know, uh, driving while distracted can cause harm or something like that. Please drive responsibly or something like yeah. that. Because Doctor Strange was basically texting and driving, and that was what fucked up his hands, right? <laughs> you know, it was... It was uh, oh, I never caught that. I just saw that. <laughs> I, I didn't I, see I the laughed, but that's pretty funny. Because I wasn't sure if it was done on purpose or not. I'm like, was that done on purpose? Because that's fucking hilarious. Because they, they put the, like, you know, like, there was the warning not to drive distracted did at the end of the movie yeah. don't with, do what donnie uh, don't does yeah with the with the running joke of, of just you know you know put the warnings before before right yeah i i, I thought that was funny um uh, do you guys have anything else you want to add any, any anything uh do, do you, do you I, wanna, I do because we chest? have only talked about the things that we like so far <laughs> oh okay go ahead well i thought i i felt like I did, but I didn't like it. Go ahead. What did you not like, Miller? Um, my biggest issue with this movie is that uh, we are shown a Stephen Strange at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and apart from some cosmetic changes, he does not evolve as a character at all. <laughs> no, but... Uh... He's entirely still as arrogant and is still willing to use people all the way to the very end. <laughs> True, to the point yeah. where the only time we ever see Rachel McAdams on screen is when he needs her for some. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point, actually. I hadn't thought of it that way, but... Uh... And the only time that she's on screen when he doesn't need her for something, he yells at her and basically tells her to go away for it. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, he's basic, basically his one character plot was the Ancient One asks him, you know, you should be the London Master or, or the New York Master, and then he goes, No! I like I hate this place. You lied to me. I'm leaving. And then the shit goes down. And he's like, actually, I will be the master because it's the right thing to do, right? Like, yeah. And for no yeah. reason that was adequately explained. Like yeah. he just he doesn't like if if there if there was some plot point in there or someone had to say something where in order for him to because the whole thing at the very beginning was forget everything you think you know. Yeah. And if he had to basically change his attitude and his way of thinking and actually you know, become a humble student of these new arts that he's now learning, that would be great. However, he didn't. He no. went in learning. He, he basically went in and memorized a bunch of books and was an asshole to everyone there and just kind of got better somehow and didn't have to forget anything that he knew. That's a very good point, Miller. That is, that is... 
And I don't know how true to the character that is, but it didn't make for a very compelling protagonist. Like, yes. I, I still liked him because I, he was, you know, he had the, the witty one-liners and he seemed like a cool guy, but he didn't change or grow at all over the course of that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, That's my biggest yeah. issue with it. And then with the secondary, like, you know, sub-point that, you know, Rachel McAdams, who is a great actress was only around when she needed him and was constantly being used by him. Like, mm-hmm. better character than a couple. Like, I mean, as far as we saw of her, she was on screen for probably 12 minutes. Um, but better character than a lot of the female sort of romantic interests we've had. Like, it's better than, like, say, Liv Tyler, whose name I don't even remember, from mm-hmm. Hulk, <laughs> or Natalie Portman, who was okay even because she had a point in mm-hmm. those movies. But, you know this just seemed like a, it was a waste. And again, there was another good actor in this movie who was on screen for like 12 minutes. And I get that you have Benedict Cumberbatch as your lead and he's super charismatic and you want as much of him as possible. And he killed it, but you know, he's using these characters. And as a result, we don't get to see enough of Benedict Wong. We don't get to see enough as, of Shuatel Ejiofor. We don't get to see enough of Rachel McAdams. And it just seemed very much like it was, Steven show he showed up he didn't humble himself at all he rose to the top of magical academy within what seemed like a couple months i don't know yeah and they didn't then... really do the time stamp because didn't it wasn't and i mean months, i understand right? why he rose to the top that fast but it didn't feel like he earned it yeah you're right it because it was like a few it was only like a few months too because like i guess in my head i said Oh, they just time skipped it and he was there for at least a year or something but guy rachel mcadams says something to him like you know, you, you know, you've been sending me emails for three months or something like that, or, or should, there, there is some sort of timestamp there. I just can't remember it off the top of my there head. There is, and I mean, I, I don't either, and I'm, I'm guessing a couple months like that. But uh, and I understand why he can rise to the ranks like that for the sake of a movie, and mm-hmm. it makes sense. But it didn't feel like he earned it because all that we saw was that he was struggling with magic. The ancient one threw him on a mountainside, and then after that, he knew magic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess the two things, because you're making some great points here, Miller, i got to say. The two things I would say that point to his character growth or character, or just to at least say that he wasn't a dick, were the fact that he kept the watch, right? Like, the watch was, was very prevalent. Yeah. And we see him put it on at the end, and it was the one thing he didn't sell when it was... Uh, you know when he when he was doing his quest or whatever, and and those guys tried to take it, and he was like, "No, you can't have it." True. Um, and the other one would be the, the the death scene in the astral plane with that he has with Tilda Swinton when she just explains that she's like, "You know, I've seen infinite universes, and they all end with this moment right here." And then he goes, "So you think this is where you die?" And 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 that was kind of his the ancient one dying was kind of his. Uh, which I know, it, which is another trope that I know you personally hate, Miller. Which is the one where it's like the, the fridge. <laughs> yeah, it's the fridge thing. Uh, right? I, yeah. I don't feel like this was the fridge necessarily. No, it was close though. It was, it was, it was not not the fridge, but it was, it was maybe the like the freezer. I don't know, but like just the fridge would have been if he was in the car at the beginning with Rachel McAdams and yeah. she died, and he just busted up his hands. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you make a good point. Like, those are the scenes that make him not seem like a dick, but it still doesn't feel like he had any wicked character development because any character development he had for that watch Mm -hmm. happened before the movie. Absolutely. 
Right, he didn't get it from her during like that breakup scene or anything like that. Not that it was a breakup scene, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, like, if you got it from her then or something like that, then I could see it a bit more. Like, you know, he obviously yelled at her because he was frustrated, but he still has this attachment to her and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it, it's it's the going from it's the juxtap like don't say you have to forget everything you think you know if that's not the case at all <laughs> like i can understand if that's not the case at all but don't say it has to be that way yeah you're right you're right you're you can't right. have it both ways and that yeah. kind of bothered me yeah, especially that's... because you kind of went like and i mean he had a bit more of a sense of duty towards the end at least where you know the the second point that you brought up where you know he had the the conversation with the ancient one on her uh, astral deathbed so to speak um, where you know he didn't he wouldn't want to be a hero he only came there to learn and to fix his hands and then to go home like that pangborn guy did mm-hmm. um but you know then he got roped into like this war and accidentally got caught in a battle with Caecilius, which i think was a pretty cool scene up until the hanna barbera running <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, I, I agree with you guys on that one but uh he got kind of caught up in it but didn't want to be any part of it until she died and i mean that was but again a, a modicum of character growth but that was really it and all the power that he had, I didn't feel like he earned. Yeah, it's good to see know. Benjamin Bratt back in the movies, though. Love that guy. When, when yeah, exactly. Bratt Again, very it? underused. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, his character, that wasn't a real thing, though, right? Like the Jonathan Pangborn guy, where uh, that was totally made up for this movie. As, oh, as sure. far as I know, I'm pretty sure it was made up for this movie. I mean, that's the kind of coincidence you can only write in one of these movies, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had one other patient. It just happens to be this guy who is going to lead you exactly where you need to go. Exactly right. Yeah, in in the uh, but it's it's. I mean, again, I I you're making some fantastic points here about the 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 lack of character development or even having to, the character to grow in order to you know learn stuff but it, it because goes... that's where i feel like where it's not beat to be with iron man yeah because iron man was this party monster mm-hmm. he went through some shit came back kind of uh ptsd which got developed more and more as we saw him in like six more movies after that where now you know tony stark is clearly suffering from mm-hmm. some sort of post-traumatic stress um, but even over the course of that one movie, like he goes from, you know, being the party guy to doing whatever he wants to at the end, literally saying there is nothing but the mission. Yeah. <laughs> like he's very much like, I'm not going to stop until I destroy all of my illegal weapons out there. Yeah. And, and, and that is like, he went through something and he learned something from it. Whereas I feel like Stephen Strange went through something, stubbornly decided not to learn anything from it, tried to do all this Western medicine stuff and eventually found an answer and he didn't feel like he earned it. Yeah, and and that goes back to my complaint about the off-brand model of Doctor Strange, with where he was basically Doctor Strange as Doctor Co- as Doctor Cox, right? Where he was the the asshole surgeon, right? The, like the asshole yeah, doctor, yeah. like as you know, as Doctor Cox, as Doctor House. Where, like I said, my Stephen Strange is not an asshole doctor. My Stephen Strange is a doctor who always helped people, and when his hands were destroyed he was pissed off that he couldn't save people anymore, right? Yeah, was, sure. And I mean, yeah. he wasn't this too, but I understand. And I know what you mean. You're saying mm-hmm. that he was always a good person who then got the chance to be a hero. Exactly, yes. In, in, Whereas in this, he was a bad person who have somehow became a hero and we're not a bad person, but like a, a self-centered person. Yes. Who became a hero and we're not really sure how. Mm-hmm. Another bit, well, I mean, the biggest plot hole in Doctor Strange is obviously <laughs> when his hands get fucked up, 
hey doc why not just become a gp right <laughs> like yeah like like the, it, it goes back to what like it's, it's like oh my god my hands are messed up well guess i'll have no choice but to train to become the world's greatest gp right <laughs> i'll be the dr james andrews of gp right it's just like yeah, it's like you could still be a rich playboy doctor there, uh, Doctor Strange, right? Like, no, no one specifically said it, but I will point out that Rachel McAdams told him that if there was still a lot he could do. Yeah, yeah. exactly, right? But maybe he just now. Yeah. And I mean, I get that because he was playing super stubborn at that point, and understandably yeah. so, like he had gone through something awful. But that he might that... just think that everything else is beneath him. It's true. Yeah. So yeah. So another the thing, best. another thing that would make him not. Okay, so you're saying that, like, his... What you're saying in that scenario, Rob, which is perfectly plausible, but in that scenario, you're saying that his pride, which is one of the seven deadly sins, is, <laughs> is keeping him from, you know, from being a good person. And maybe that's not the guy you want to be your hero, right? Who learns magic and has to guard, you know, the world from... It's like, that's probably not your guy, right? Not, like, not you know what? Supreme. Yeah, right. Everybody has a flaw. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, that's... I mean, that was kind of a theme of this movie, too. There were a couple times that they were, you know, kind of pointing out that there was not a whole lot of difference between, like, Doctor Strange and Kaecilius. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah, they kind of threw that out a few times, especially when he was having his doubts about whether or not he even wanted to do this heroic battle thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just... <laughs> no, I mean, I mean I that, was, that was enough for, to knock it from, like, an 8 down to, like, a 7 for me. Yeah. I, you know how... As, as much as I enjoy the movie, I have an issue with no character development in a movie. <laughs> You know how people write the... That's in an origin story. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, I was just going to say, you know how nearly, nearly like, over 20 years later, or uh, people on the internet write their, their Disney theories and stuff about how Gaston was really the good guy and, and the Beast was the bad guy of Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Like, someone's going to write the, uh, the Baron Mordo was really the good guy of Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange is the bad guy, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> someone's going to write that, write that fan theory, right? And it'll, it'll be, it'll be out there. London Sanctum was an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, just, oh, just bad stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what did you think of the, uh, oh, one last thing I want to say, the sling rings that they added, those, like, little uh, ringy rings. things, yeah, devil that, fish rings, yeah, that allowed them to. They were the devil fish rings, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> there's a real inside poker joke for you. Uh, the uh, yeah, that allowed them to basically teleport or whatever. Uh, that was kind of cool. That was not in the comic books. That was a fun thing that they they added to the comic word or to the to the mythos where I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. Um, uh, but yeah, um. So I guess the one thing we haven't talked about was the mid-credits scene where he was talking to Thor. Mm-hmm. So this uh, big delicious beer. Yeah. Those bottomless beers. Oh, I'll yeah. have a big delicious beer. <laughs> big delicious beer. Uh, man, yeah, that that was a lot of fun. I like I like that. Uh... Yes, because Thor is the next one, isn't he? Isn't isn't I Ragnarok? think so. Yeah, I think, I think so. Doctor so... Strange to return and Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. so it just said at the like at the end of the credits and all that like Doctor Strange will return. Yeah, didn't say where, mm-hmm. but I mean with the post credits, I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't be in Thor Ragnarok then. Yeah. maybe not for more than like five minutes. Who knows? But yeah, because he you gotta might, put make, him, might make an appearance. You got to put him in uh, if you're gonna put 
Doctor Strange, if you're going to slide him in with the Avengers, you got to probably put him in with Thor and the other gods. Like, you can't... <laughs> you can't well, slide... Well, they, they introduced it in a great way. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm keeping track of all these otherworldly people that keep coming to our planet. Yeah. And, you know, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. But I actually like, wasn't expecting it to be Thor himself. I was expecting it to be, like, Sif or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, your brother Loki. He's on a list. Yeah. It's like we, <laughs> when yeah. are you going home? <laughs> Actually, how awesome would it have been? And I mean, I guess I'm guessing based on what they said in that PS scene that it was kind of a uh, part of the plot itself. But how awesome would it have been if he was just talking with Odin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been good. But I mean, like, uh, I, I, I liked it because, like, you can't slide Doctor Strange. You got, you can't, you got to put him in with Thor and, and the gods, right? Like people who can kind of keep up with him because you can't slide him into. Yeah, Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, Black Widow and Hawkeye, where, like, she tries to do her, like, leg scissors thing. Which is, by the way, like, I don't know where Black Widow is going to fit in, like, with when they're fighting Thanos. Like, is she going to try to do her weird, like, head scissors, like, Rey Mysterio move to Thanos? And then he just, I don't know, throws her... <laughs> It, it, I don't know, frozen oh, ocean or something. I, I, I saw this saying. post on Tumblr that made me laugh. Actually, it was kind of along the same sort of theme where someone was like, uh, they posted like a text post that was uh, along the lines of, "If I would be the type of superhero that would got home and like sat on the couch and then the bat signal would go up in the sky and I would yell, I literally just got." <laughs> and then someone replied with like the Google um, the prompt, you know, "Did you mean Hawkeye?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, but just, like, yeah, you can't have Doctor Strange hanging out with Hawkeye now. Like, Jeremy Renner's, like, shooting guys with arrows, and he'd be like, Doctor Strange standing there going, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, you got a bow and arrow? Fuck this. I'm out of here. <laughs> this isn't worth my time, which apparently this Doctor Strange would do. Uh, yeah, and then the year after, we're getting, uh, you know, they're saying that the, the big news that's coming out now, and I mean, it's, it's not really news to people who are in the know, and even I'm slightly in the know, which is, you know, hey, Captain Marvel's going to be the most powerful person in the MCU so far. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah, probably. Because <laughs> it's going to be, because, I mean, I guess, is, is Spider-Man coming out in 2017? Yes, uh, Spider-Man, Thor, so, and Guardians 2 are next okay. year. Okay, yeah, so what's coming first, though? Is it Ragnarok I think Guardians, Guardians 2 is coming first, so Guardians actually. Guardians 2 is next. Okay, yeah. I think it's Guardians 2... I'm now double-checking. Is, is it Spider-Man, Thor, or... <sighs> but yeah, Guardians 2 is definitely next, I think, because... Yeah. I was going to yeah. say Logan's also coming out, but that's yeah. not part of the MCU. <laughs> what did you think of that trailer, Rob? I, I liked it. Oh, like it was great, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued a, to see what's going on. I'm getting a little sniff though. Like, yeah. saying here first, just getting a little sniff, yeah. like, a little stench of the yeah. Medellin corollary on that Logan trailer though. So, so just to uh, butt in quickly, yeah. um, Guardians Two is in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man is July, and Thor is uh, November. So it'd be three okay. movies before we saw Doctor Strange again then. All right, I like it though, because which is fine. <laughs> that Spider Man one, man, I don't know if like i don't want to say that's going to do star wars money but like I, it might have a chance cuz freaking deadpool did cuz dead like spider-man and and deadpool are marvel's probably two most popular guys with the public right yep i i i think that i think um, i feel comfortable saying that 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 those two guys fuck i hate deadpool uh <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> 
I really hope this Deadpool two doesn't happen because for some I can't I can't imagine why it wouldn't because it made so much money on the first one. But like there's all sorts of weird problems that I keep seeing with with this Deadpool two because like Tim Miller backed out right. So yeah, I don't know. well I mean it's no more than we're seeing for a lot of these comic movies now that like because mm-hmm. they had we've had directors drop out of like every DC property coming out for the next three years now. <laughs> yeah, it's true, but it's it's. It, real dudes are using these Marvel movies. Like Tim Miller's trying to use that Deadpool to springboard himself to other stuff, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Which makes sense. But so uh, I, I feel like with Deadpool, he's trying not to go backwards. <laughs> whereas in the Marvel, whereas with the DC movies, I feel like guys are trying to go, Hey, I'm not trying to sink my career here. Right. Like with this uh, flash, yeah. like, like, like the guy who left the flash movie, I, it was more of a vibe of like, I'm, I don't want to sink my career and I'm not letting Zack Snyder, I'm like I'm like I don't feel like following Zack Snyder's blind vision right into the in into the future. Like I'm basically he's like I'm I'm not gonna let Zack Snyder ruin my career. Was basically what that guy. Uh, I, that, <laughs> that's that that that's what I felt like his his reasoning was. But I don't know because I'm not there. Um, yeah, I, I I'm the Logan trailer though, Rob. We we were talking about that. I just got a little little, little whiff. Uh, of the Medellin corollary on that because uh, the Wolverine solo flicks, how do we say this? Have been uh, shit. very bad. <laughs> they've been shit. They've been they've been shit, which is insane considering he's like the easiest guy to market yeah. to the public as well, right? Yeah. But there's a rad trailer though. <laughs> yeah, but like as we've said many times, the Medellin corollary on this podcast, you can cut a bad trailer to, or you can cut a fantastic trailer. To a dog shit movie, right? Like it's just it's it's possible. Oh, to sure, do. but 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 Johnny Cash was the perfect. Choice I was gonna say. I trailer. also I also think it's impossible not to cut a good trailer to a movie if you use Johnny Cash's Nine Inch Nails cover for Hurt, right? Like I honestly yeah. think it's if you put that movie, like you could take that. Like what's what's a silly movie? That sausage party movie, and you could cut <laughs> a like serious trailer to to Johnny Cash's Hurt, and it would still be like this is the best trailer ever, right? Because that song, Kung Fu Panda Three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that that version, <laughs> that cover of that song is just so goddamn powerful, right? Like I just yeah, but yeah, it 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 really worked. Uh, and they're doing the X twenty three. It looks like I'm that, I'm looking like, forward to seeing what they do with the X twenty three because yeah. I've read uh, some of her comics and I wonder if they're gonna have her uh, get triggered. Yeah, on the on the X Men roster, probably the most underrated character I I would say is is X twenty three. I think she's the most underrated character in hmm. on on the Marvel roster. I mean, I don't know. sources I've seen seem to rate her pretty pretty highly. <laughs> well, people do, but like I guess maybe I'm speaking in the public eye because I mean the hardcores all love X twenty three, right? And, okay, I see what you mean. Right, and and but you're saying like your mom and dad have never heard of <laughs> never. Yeah, exactly. Mom and dad have never heard of X twenty three, and they don't know that she's probably one of the five best characters yeah. in the X Men universe, right? Like, yeah. so if they can pull it off, I I, I, I hope they do, and yeah. hopefully she has like the foot claws come out, and hopefully she kick stabs somebody with the foot claws because that movie's R. Like that. That's that. Oh, is it? I, I was wondering. It's like you know, I think this would R. be. Yeah, I saw that it was because like for yeah. Wolverine, because mm-hmm. that's this one thing, right? like it needs to be because After... they can't just shy away from the. I don't want to just say make it as gory as you want, but no. I mean some of the shit that's potentially going to happen is like 
you can't just hide it. <laughs> exactly, because like it's so brutal. Like that X twenty three run, everything was so brutal and real, right? With with, with yeah. the way it was drawn and the and the the violence, but not like cartoony violence, like like violence where it was like, man, this could actually happen type of stuff, and and yeah. just. You know Wolverine fighting back, Old Man Logan fighting back against the odds in, in that run, which was by uh, your boy yeah. Mark Millar Miller. And uh, oh god, yeah, your boy, <laughs> that, that fucking was monster. Of, that was this. That was one of his really good runs, though. The Old, yeah. old Man Logan. <laughs> that sociopath. Yeah, your boy and uh, your boy. <laughs> and yeah, but the yeah the Old Man the Old Man Logan thing was just because I mean yeah. that's that's the one thing I will take away. The, the, the one silver lining I will take away from the success of the Deadpool movie, because I just, I hate that character so, so I was just about to ask you this. <laughs> so fucking much. The one good thing that we can take away from that movie, in my opinion, is that people are now, may no longer be shy about putting an R rating on a comic book flick and thinking it can't yeah. make money, right? Yeah. yeah. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Especially, I mean... Wolverine's a character that many people love. Yes. So it's like it's rated R. It's like don't care. <laughs> They're gonna go see it. Their kid, like adults will, or like parents, will take their kids to see it too. Exactly. I'm sure. Nobody's gonna be getting pegged in this movie, which I was told was a part in the Deadpool movie. There's not gonna be any like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> there won't be a dildo in in. The, yeah. in Oh man, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> oh, oh man, boy. yeah, the Logan one. I, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping. I got my fingers crossed yeah. that 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 one works out because like Apocalypse was was such a. Oh, I forgot all about that movie. It wasn't. <laughs> Whoops. I I don't think it was the swing and miss everybody was claiming it was, but it was definitely like. In in baseball analogies, it was Is like. It a one? <laughs> It wasn't a bunt. It was like a. It was a chopper that <laughs> the guy that was a little too high for the shortstop to be able to make the play, and the guy beat it out at first, basically, right? Like it bounced high enough that it, that the shortstop had to take just that extra second to snare it before he could throw it to first, and they managed to get on base, right, with with a little yeah. bit of speed. So like, don't you ever fucking bunt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. But yeah. uh, so I mean, I, I saw another post. I was like, you know, as as spotty as that was, I mean, it's a far cry from what we had 20 years ago in like a Doctor Freeze or Mister Freeze. Sorry. Yeah. So I mean, like I mean, low bar, but yeah, you know, yes, are still better than they've ever been. <laughs> All right. Now, I, one last question, though. Unless you, uh, you guys have anything I had else a quick question um, as to, to go further down the side, if, if you're willing to answer it, Matt, because you might be the only one in the world who can answer this question for me. Well, no um, or anything. <laughs> for, for someone who doesn't know X-23 as well as the two of you seem to, um, yeah. would you compare her in any way to uh, Cassandra Kane, the third Batgirl? <laughs> a little bit in terms of development. <laughs> Basically, the, the X-23 character is... In in terms of the vibe I'm getting, basically the X twenty obviously like like if I just tell you that there's a young female girl and her name's X twenty three, just based off the name, what do you think her character? What what do you think her origin is? Well, if I know that she's in X Men, which I would assume from the X, yes, uh, and that she's got a code name that's like X twenty three, which is very much a code name, I would assume that she's a a prototype to kind of go along the pro the, the like the 
uh, Wolverine Project X or whatever it was called. Absolutely. That's, that that's, was my that was my assumption, and I don't think I'm that far off. No, that's exactly what it is. Based on name alone, you can basically get the origin, right? You, like you've watched enough oh, comics. Sure. It's like and, asking someone who Supergirl is. Yeah, exactly. Right, like X twenty three. So basically, you know, constant re trying, constant re jiggers, retrying to recreate the the adamantium bonding process to Wolverine's skeleton, and they and you know because Wolverine was Weapon X. They mm-hmm. named all the subsequent experiments X one, X two, X whatever, and then the one X-Men that finally, and then the one that finally worked was X twenty three, which is this young female girl who now has Wolverine claws, and she has t- it's two instead of three that come out of each hand, plus two that come out of her feet as well. So giving her, I, I thought it was one out of each foot. One out of each foot, right? Giving, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was one out of each foot. So giving her six claws total as well, just stabby feet. She could also kick stab people, which is a lot of fun, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, oh boy. Yeah, and so, but obviously, she was a girl who was a young girl who was stolen away from whatever life she had and horribly experimented on, and the only one who understands that type of earth shattering. Trauma. Uh, trauma is Logan, who is now a bitter old man and is just like, get away from me, kid, and stuff like that, right? And But eventually, you know, develops the heart for, for you know, it, it, it's the old... Uh, it's it's she, Hugh Jackman as Clint Eastwood. Yeah, it's she taught him to feel again, right? Like it's, it's the, I thought that I had lost all hope. Yeah, it, 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 it's that whole thing. Um Okay, that's what I figured. Excellent. Uh, Rob, you got anything else uh, you want to add to uh, nope. Doctor Strange? Uh, or... All right, I feel I feel uh, like I think covered... I'm tapped. Yeah, I feel like we covered. I feel like we covered uh, Doctor Strange. Uh... And then some. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel like we performed surgery on Doctor Strange. <laughs> ha! See what I did there? Yes. That's not the. That's not the cap where I was going to put on it. I was going to say, Matt Pierce, I've come to bargain. <laughs> Uh, and then we just do that for another 10 minutes. Um, I like the one time when he was just like, Dormammu! Yeah, yeah. He's having fun with it, right? He's just like, hey. At one point, I would have given him the double gun. So I would have been like, Dormammu! Come on down! At one point, I wanted to yell You're in the, the theater. I stopped myself because I hate the people who yell things out in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I stopped myself from yelling, Stop! Stop! He's already dead! Because <laughs> it was just a montage of rapid killings of Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Come on down. You're the next contestant on Let's Bargain. <laughs> ah, so good. I love it. Um, yeah, so that puts Capper on the crossover podcast Doctor Strange review. Um, we're coming back later on in this week. Craig and Bill will be back with our football picks. And I got a fun little segment I'm going to debut uh, as part of our uh, uh, football picks. We got a new weekly segment I'm going to be... Uh, tacking on to our football picks so uh stay tuned for that later on this week uh crossover podcast available at itunes soundcloud uh i don't know what stitcher is but we should probably get on that uh <laughs> facebook.com slash the crossover podcast uh email us at contact at the crossover podcast.com twitter account at mpere6 m-p-e-a-r-c-e and the number six that's uh, my personal account. It's also the show account as well. You guys have anything you want to plug? I, I don't have technology. All right. <laughs> not, not especially. Not this time. Around. All right. Take that as a no. So, 
Uh, Rob Callflesh, Kevin Miller, nice to see you guys. Great to have you back on. I'm sure we'll have you uh, on before uh, the year 2016 is up. And if it's not, just to bookend this pod, Triple X, the return of Xander Cage, <laughs> January 9th. January nineteenth. We're gonna we're gonna all uh, pencil that in. We're, yeah, we'll, we'll pencil pencil that in. That's like two weeks before the Super Bowl, so that that that's prime, prime. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Release dates January twentieth. So like January nineteenth will be the. Uh, but yeah, that release. Vin Diesel yeah. and Tony J together again. That's all I'm gonna say. And I like the fact that it's not together at last, but together again because they were in Fast 7. Fuck, I love the Fast franchise. So, so good. So, so yeah, that is it. We'll see you next time later on in the week for the Crossover Podcast. And forget everything you know. (laughs) I I don't know. I was trying to – I forgot the line. trying to sign off. But, anyway, we'll uh, catch you on the fuck side, Flippers. We'll see you next time on the Crossover Podcast.